listening to Female VC Lab, a podcast that showcases the journeys of female investors. My name is Barbara Bickham, and I am an award-winning CTO and VC that teaches companies and investors about emerging technology. I am sitting down with female VCs and investors to talk about their funds, how they invest, and how they make an impact. Welcome to the Female VC Lab podcast, podcasting from the Milken Institute. And today I have Melissa Bradley here. So Melissa, in one line, give me your name, your title, and the name of your fund. My name is Melissa Bradley. I am general partner of 1863 Venture Fund. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So what inspired you to become a venture capitalist or or an investor? Many years ago, after I'd gotten out of college, I started a business. And when I went to the SBA to get assistance, they told me that they would not invest in me because I was Black. I was a female. They didn't know any successful Black women in financial services. And so I vowed that day when I left the building and got to the bottom floor that there was ever a time that I could actually have this not happen to anybody else who looked like me, I would. And so I was fortunate enough to have an exit, become an angel investor, and then become a venture capitalist. And now my sole goal is to invest in Black and Brown entrepreneurs. That's awesome. I appreciate that conversation. So what is your thesis and what's the motivation behind your thesis? You talked a little bit about that, but can you go a little bit deeper? Our investment thesis is that we invest in black and brown entrepreneurs, which we also call the new majority. We use that term for two reasons. From a demographic perspective, we know that the fastest growing segments of America are people of color. And certainly before the year 2040, black and brown folks will indeed be the majority population, hence the new majority. We also know that after a 14-year decline in entrepreneurship with over 40 million new businesses started post-COVID, the majority of those were started by people of color, namely black women. So our thesis is we invest where the greatest opportunity and the greatest need is at this time. And because less than 20% of all black businesses at present are tech companies, we know that there is a void for those that are non-tech. Thank you for sharing that, Melissa. We have the same kind of thinking around that. I to see the gap of the, the technological gap, which is what got me started on this journey around trying to solve that issue, because you see a lot of the kind of unicorns and millionaires and billionaires right now are in that kind of tech space. So thank you for that. So what are you currently learning or listening to or reading these days? So in the very rare moments I do get to do anything, I am a huge fan uh, of our, the gentleman who founded LinkedIn, his podcast, and I love his. I'm also, much like you, have launched a podcast to promote our entrepreneurs, which is great. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably reading anything I can on Web3, crypto, and NFTs. I have some level of familiarity, but as the investment community skews that way, and we now know the fastest growing owners of NFTs are people of color, I need to get up to speed a little bit faster. 
All right. Well, you can have a separate conversation on that, my friend, because that's one of my expertises. So bonus question, still have it even for at the Milken Conference. Everyone gets it. So in two years, how do you see venture capital or investing having changed or evolved? That's a good question. I was on a uh, webinar this morning with some other VCs. I, I think there's a positive trend and a challenging trend. I think the positive trend is that more early stage seed investors are coming into the space and that's a great opportunity for any entrepreneur, but certainly the entrepreneurs I care about, which are entrepreneurs of color. Over $300 billion was given in the year 2020 to black GPs across all asset classes. So I think that's huge. I think what I'm concerned about is that based on our own personal experience, we know that entrepreneurs of color need a lot more capital because it costs them more to start the same exact business. And in recessionary times, we know that many of our fellow VCs may be constrictive So I do worry about what it means for us as an investor to continue to provide follow-on financing and how do we get other folks to step up to the plate and invest in new majority entrepreneurs. So Melissa, I'm going to take advantage of you for one more question. (laughs) So I don't know if you've seen the trend, why Combinator has increased their amount of money they're giving to these early, I'll call them seed, pre-seed stage companies. A to Z just started doing it, NetFX. How do you see the effects of that in kind of the the new majority? How do you see the effects of that? So I think in the short term for the new majority entrepreneurs, that has been a real boom because that's where a lot of pre-seed funds are coming in where we don't have friends and family rounds. I think the challenge though is that we have not seen a proportional increase in the Series A and Series B. So my fear is that we've just slid the valley of death farther down the road and that we still need some more investors to come in at those early stage institutional rounds to give them an opportunity to scale. Very good. Thank you so much. So how do people contact you? So they can email me at Melissa at 1863ventures, M-E-L-I-S-A at 1863ventures.net. Or all of my social handles are at Bradley, M-L, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y-M-L. All right. Thank you, uh, Melissa Bradley from 1863 Ventures for being our guest on the Female VC Lab podcast. Thank you for having me. This episode is brought to you by Trail and Ventures. Find and invest in the next billion dollar emerging tech company. Sign up for our exclusive content at HTTPS colon slash slash trailing t-r-a-i-l-y-n dot com to find out more find us on apple on spotify and on google podcasts thank you for listening